I don't care. Hey, and welcome to another episode of We're Getting This Happening. But Liz is here. Say hello. Hello, Liz. How are hello, you? Hello, Rob. How's your how's your downward dog and goddess position? <laughs> Downwardy. Down <laughs> little doggy. No, wait. That sounded wrong. Recording in progress. Welcome to another episode of AT Banter. Banter, banter. Uh, hey, this is, of course, the podcast where we talk with advocates and members of the disability community to educate and inspire better conversation about disability. Hey, my name is Rob Minot. Uh, joining me today, Mr. Ryan Flurry. Hello, everybody. And we've also got uh, here, Mr. Steve Barkley. That would be me. And hey, guess what? Once again, what? we have Liz Malone. <laughs> All right. Howdy ho, party people. Woot. We're so much better with her. <laughs> you Thank do. you, you Steve. Can... That's so you, sweet. You raise money... our average. The check is in the mail. <laughs> That's right. Wait, what? He get, what? He's getting paid? He gets paid for compliments, yes. I'm sorry. We didn't work out that mm. same side deal. So. No, that's true. That's right. I got the insult side of the deal. Steve's, Steve's an entrepreneur. He was working it. So. Ah, yes. That's true. It's all about the marketing. It is. Yep. Hey, what's, uh, what's, what's uh, shaking? Anything, anything going on over there and anywhere? No? No, not much. It's been, uh, you know, we had a little snow. But yeah. it uh, wasn't as exciting as uh, four months worth of rain in uh, two weeks. Yeah, well, <laughs> hey, listen, it, it's kind of boring around here when we don't have a, some sort of a weather emergency or anything. Yeah, we should really have another one. Uh, you know, some sort of snowmageddon or something. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah. We need we need a new winter term. We learned, you know, we learned bomb cyclone in the in the yeah. spring. We had uh, uh, heat dome. We, heat dome in the summer and then we had atmospheric river in the fall so we need a we need a good uh snowmageddon or yeah. something yeah yeah we do mm. the snow yeah i don't know i don't know give us a call toll free with your name suggestions <laughs> for the new winter catastrophe Ooh, what's that number what's that number ryan where can that number is 1-844-996-4282 all right or you can email us at, at cowbell Cow <laughs> at atbanter.com not to be confused with jingle bell cowbell right that was definitely that's right. Bell. okay right. oh wow okay <laughs> good night everybody <laughs> where to go from there. uh where were uh, we we were talking about okay well what about uh, let's check in with liz see how she's doing so I am probably going to have the worst rip-roaring cold in a future episode if you guys are so inclined to ever have me back. But this weather from like mid-70s to 30s and it's everything in between. So I know, I know, I know. Poor Liz living yeah. in 70-degree weather. But <laughs> Yeah, gee gosh, that sounds awful. No, but we, we, we don't know how to dress, you know, you know, you don't know. It's, it's like, you know, then you're sweating and then the next thing you know, you're freezing. So it's, you know, isn't that like the perfect storm for breeding germs and getting sick and spreading viruses and everything? Probably. 
Yeah. So, you know, I'm wondering, I, I wonder if there's a podcast out there where they just, it's just like three guys and they just talk about the weather for like 20 minutes. Well, probably. And then, yeah, I, I would think so. Right. Like the pot, I feel like the podcast space is getting pretty crowded. There's a lot of, everybody has a podcast these days. Like pretty much every, mm-hmm. every celebrity now has a podcast. Uh, you got podcasts about like shows that are like 10 years old, like the office, like all the office cast, like they have a podcast where they just talk about there's podcasts about episodes. podcasts. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Everybody yeah. has a podcast. We, we were doing it when it was cool. <laughs> That's right. We were hip. Yeah, we were. I mean, we were doing it so long ago that we were we, we first had it. We had a Google Plus page. For our for our podcast, <laughs> remember that guys? Remember that? Uh, we, that goes back. Yeah, we did. We took for like a couple years before we phased it out, and then eventually died. But it's probably still there. It yeah, probably. It's probably <laughs> probably got as many hits as our Instagram. <laughs> hey, Steve. Yeah. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a question because Ryan's sick of answering my questions. But uh, can you perhaps? <laughs> Tell me what we're doing today. Well, we've got this dude named Anthony Ferraro coming on the show. And uh, Anthony, as best I can tell, does everything. He's a <laughs> Paralympic athlete in training, musician. What else does he do, Ryan? There's, there's going to be a Fine skateboarder, skateboarder, wrestler, yeah. judo, media creator, motivational speaker. Yeah, he's active world, on world social traveler. media. World yeah. traveler. He, he really does do it all. Uh, really amazing guy. I watched some of his stuff uh, earlier, and uh, I'm stoked to talk to him. He, what? <laughs> what? Stoked? I am stoked. You haven't used stoked <laughs> since the 90s. Listen, I knew you were going to call me out on that. Listen, I, I feel like it's it's a skateboarding term, maybe. Yes, I'm aware of it. Is it? I don't even know. We're going to talk so to him hip. about grinding half pipes and doing turny thingies and the flippy <laughs> the flippy cart thing oh my god rob that's wow. so rad it is rad right it's gonna be totally totally Tubular. rad. totally audacious is that a, is that a thing it's gonna be uh, like, like, i don't know i have to watch bill and ted again i, I know it. it's very 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 dated uh, okay fine now okay now i'm dead okay so i'm not stoked okay he's really cool dude <laughs> Jesus. I can't. Okay, Grandpa. He's a, he's a hoopy fruit who knows where his towel's at. Exactly my thought thinking, too. Uh, okay, well, I guess we're just going to have to accept that we're getting old. We don't know how to introduce a 20-something-year-old skate, blind skateboarder. Okay. Oh, a whippersnapper. No, he's there not you a, go. Well, he's not a whip. Well, I'm looking forward to talking to him. Uh, I checked out his, a lot of his channels uh, in the last couple days, and uh, this is going to be a great interview. So can I, can I tell you guys one thing before we get into that though? So I had a really terrible thing happen to me the other day. So I'm at McDonald's and I go, I'm in line and I go, and I'm just going to get a double, double. And I go up and I, I say, Hey, I was medium, medium, double, double. And she's like, okay, great. And she rings it in. It's like a dollar 50. And I don't think anything of it at first. I'm just like, man, coffee's gone down in price. And then I look down at the cash register and it says senior's coffee. And, <laughs> and I'm like, what? Uh... What? Whoa. And so then in my head, I'm going, okay, well, 
I want to call her on this and say, I am, <laughs> does not, you mischarged me, young lady. I am definitely not a senior. But then I'm like, but it's like 60 cents off. And so I'm like, 60 cents is 60 cents. Listen. So I didn't spoken like a true senior. Yeah, well, I guess I guess so. But I was so I just I just sucked it up and and went with it. But yeah, that was that was that's alarming. It's alarming. Yeah. So that was my week so far. Well, you should have taken a picture of her. I could go there for coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Now everyone wants to know where that McDonald's is located. Well, yeah, like obviously they give they give they're giving out seniors coffee to people who look maximum like, like 35 like oh, they're, yeah, giving, yeah. they're giving coffees out to anybody clearly. <laughs> like 35 you know, maybe north of 38 or so <laughs> certainly not in their 40s i mean come on 40s just count the ring just count the rings around my forehead it's exactly. clearly only 40 something anyways all uh-huh. right uh-huh <laughs> Well, I'm glad that nobody else has had that problem. I'm glad I'm the only one. Nope. So, yeah, okay, well. Great. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> hey, let's bring on Anthony. Joining us now is Anthony Ferraro. Anthony, I want to thank you so much for taking some time out of your evening to join us. I am Ryan, and joining me in the room today are Steve Barclay. Hello there. And Rob Minot. Uh Hey. And the good-looking one, Liz Malone. Yes, it's just me, little Liz, <laughs> sitting here in the corner. And I used to be the good-looking one. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, Anthony, you are a fascinating guy. I'm excited about having this conversation. Uh, I've been looking at all your social media feeds. Very cool stuff. So... Why don't we, however, just start out by just giving us a little bit of a background on uh, on who you are and a little bit about maybe about your eye condition? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, my name's Anthony Ferraro. I'm 26 years old. I was born blind uh, with Leber's congenital amaurosis. It's a degenerative eye condition uh, with the retina, yada, yada. Basically, all it means is to me is <laughs> that I'm blind. But uh, when I was younger, like I was able to see a little bit where you know able to see uh people and and things like you know at not not very detailed but blurry and things like that and you know more shapes than anything and then as i grew older my vision got worse uh degenerative over time and i was left with uh little to no vision i'm basically right now i have like light perception and like shadows in the perfect daylight and uh, yeah, I grew. I'm the youngest of five. I grew up in a small beach town in Spring Lake, New Jersey, and uh, my mom's the second oldest of thirteen. So, I grew oh, up a big family, really big family of like sixty cousins that all grew up around the area that I did. And you know, I I was never treated any differently. So I grew up like surfing, skateboarding, uh, you know, riding bikes until I started hitting parked cars, like different things <laughs> like that, and. Yeah, just always trying to keep up with everyone and, and having fun with it. And, you know, uh, so now I'm currently training for the Paralympics in judo and uh, for 2024 in uh, Paris and also a motivational speaker, musician and uh, a content creator as well. Yeah, you are incredibly talented. I have to tell you, I was even just watching some of your busking videos 
and you're a really incredible musician as well. Oh, thank you so much. I uh, I really appreciate that. I when I first started in like my senior year of high school or like end of my senior year, so like seven eight years ago, I uh, I was terrible. Like my my dad played trumpet. He used to call me Stone Hands because I had no rhythm. And, like, I used to just bang on the guitar. Like, my family wouldn't even let me practice in, in the same room as them. And, you know, like, it, it was bad. And I just, I fell in love with it. I just started playing every day. It was, like, kind of like with wrestling. Like, when I first started wrestling, I was awful. And then, you know, I had no, like, no wrestling ability. Like, I you know, I was out of shape. I didn't know how to, like, do anything, you know, in that field. And it just, it wasn't natural to me. And then I just, you know like anything in life you just have to put those like countless hours in to get good at anything you know well you know and that's what i find really interesting about you too is because you you seem to be one of those people that will just see something and be like hey i want to try that and then you go and you try that and you become really um involved in it and get really good at it and then you kind of move to something else and like you seem to be all like just multi multi-faceted in terms of of what your interests are I always like to get out of my comfort zone. I always like to, you know, you're, if you're not learning, you're not growing. So to continue to learn from other people from different fields, what they do, you know, in life and try and experience those things. It's, it's, you know, it's the best way to grow in life and just learn and, and keep going forward. So I want to talk to you a little bit about sort of you growing up because, you know, we talk to a lot of people on here and, and the common thread with, with a lot of people who seem to be able to be into a lot of different things they really develop that at an early age um where their their parents are just sort of encourage them to just like whatever they're interested in go ahead go try it out fall down a lot like just you know but get out there is that kind of what your experience was like a thousand percent like my my parents the best thing they were ever told uh i'm the youngest five and i'm the only one in my family with an eye condition and the eye doctors told them, you know, first thing was, you know, don't treat him like any other kid, like treat him like you would any other of your kids and just make sure you get him a good education where he learns Braille and stuff. And, you know, treating me like any other kid was the best advice ever. Like, I am so grateful for that because my parents allowed me to, you know, go out, you know, fall down, like you said, get back up and, and learn like what it's all about, about, you know, you fall nine times, you get back up 10 and, and you keep you keep going and um you know that allowed me like I, I grew up like i said surfing skateboarding doing all these things with everyone around me because my parents weren't overbearing you know there's some parents that won't even let their kids leave the house without yeah you know them having a close eye on them because they're like you're blind you know you're this you can't and just not being treated differently was a huge a huge advantage in my life yeah, because for a lot of parents, I mean, that's that's sort of the, the natural sort of reaction is to want to shelter or to want to, um, you know, protect. So that can be a sort of a natural reaction. So that's that's I, I find that it's really powerful when parents sort of, you know, get, are able to get that advice. Yeah, I totally agree. And like, that's uh, that's what I try to be a light, you know, shed some light on that. Like, look, it's all possible, and I'm out here, you know, proving it to you. And don't coddle your children like let them let them go out and, and try these things and you know i'm not encouraging people to go like 
drop in on a half pipe and like fall, fall and like get hurt or anything like that i just want people to you know not be afraid of going out and trying something new or you know something they want to do but they're told oh that's too hard for you or something like that because you know your words have effect a big effect on the people you talk to it, no matter who you are you know you could be you could meet someone for the first time have no credibility with that person but you know tell them they can't do something or can't do this and for some people that could literally predict their future you know that that can affect what they do and it, it can make someone quit you know, Anthony, I'm so I'm so glad you actually said that because it's not just for parents who have a child um, growing up with a disability. I mean, I think that in general, so many parents coddle their children and maybe limit their children without even realizing it. So I think like what you just said can really, you know, cross over to, to parents of children of all abilities to kind of really give kids their opportunity to find themselves and try new things and and explore. And, and you know, it's OK to fail. Well, absolutely. I, I, me and my dad always had this saying too, like when I started wrestling, I was losing all the time. Like I wasn't even scoring a point and I would go to these tournaments every weekend trying to, you know, just get better. And every weekend I was having the same results where like, oh, I'm going to go win, you know, I'm going to win a match this time. And <laughs> each time, <clears throat> excuse me, each time. I was not scoring a single point. And then I switched my goals to, all right, let me score a point. And, you know, instead of winning a match. And then it started little by little, these little goals started, you know, achieving these to get to this bigger goal. And my dad always told me, because, you know, you lose so many times, but Anthony, you win and then you learn. So it's like you're winning or you're learning. So it's, you know, every time you lose, if you take something from it, it's, it's a win in a way because that that experience it's priceless you can't pay for that now speaking of the wrestling though now there was an, actually a documentary uh released a few years ago based on your wrestling uh can you tell us a little bit about how that came about uh yeah absolutely so my older brother oliver i'm the youngest of five two older brothers two older sisters and my one older brother oliver is really into film he was uh in college at the time and then he he uh he was in college and he, he studied a lot of film and you know he's a film major all this stuff and then once he graduated he did a lot of like independent filming all this stuff and he uh he took a sizzle reel you know he always was so inspired by me he was my inspiration too because he he wrestled and he was fifth in the state in new jersey all this stuff like such a great athlete great at skateboarding and surfing and all this stuff and he um He's, he really looked up to me and what I was doing and just like dealing with adversity and, and, you know, like people giving me crap about being blind and all this stuff and just living my day to day life and not giving up. And he took a trailer, a little sizzle reel, like two minutes of me talking. He filmed me and showed some clips throughout it of me talking about what is like growing up being blind, dealing with these things and, you know, just being a teenager and, and living life. And he posted that once I won a uh district championship my junior year of high school and said this is my little brother you know i want to make a film about him i don't have the resources blah 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 this is in 2011 or 12 and then uh someone reached out uh my wrestling coach's teammate from college he was now doing independent filming and all this stuff and met with my brother and they decided to make a uh full feature length documentary in my senior year of high school uh, trying to become the first state 
blind state champion of New Jersey and just, you know, living, dealing with life and, and just being a kid and, and all this stuff and, you know, kind of telling my story. And that's exactly what they did my senior year. They followed me around like everywhere. They, you know, got thousands of hours of footage. And uh, after my senior year, it kind of got put on the shelf for two years. And then in 2015, the producer, Chris, and this was all funded, like out of pocket, self-funded and everything independent. And Chris, a guy who was working with my brother, uh, took it off the shelf and put together the first 15 minutes of the film. And he loved what he had there. He's like, this is an amazing story. Like, I need to finish this. I can't, you know, can't wait and all this stuff. And then uh, he had a meeting with my brother to show him the first 15 minutes of the film and everything because my my brother was doing a lot of the producing and everything and um uh when they were sp scheduled to meet the day before my brother at the age of 27 ended up passing away and he never got to see any of his film and it was this whole you know shock to my family to everyone in the area like his his funeral was so big that like the viewing and everything that they had to there was a line wrapped around the funeral home and it went all the way through the highway. They had to shut down the highway because there were so many people there from everywhere. And it just like goes to show what kind of person my brother was. And, and, um, at his funeral, Chris vowed to me and my family that he would finish this film. And like, that's exactly what he did in the next year and a half. And then put it on Kickstarter and, to raise the money for post-production and we ended up raising $87,000 in a month and our goal was 36. Wow. And, um, it was just this amazing support from everyone. The trailer received like millions of views, all this stuff. And, um, it's just a beautiful love story, you know, told basically from my brother to me and, and with Chris's amazing help, like he did, Chris produced, he did the whole film once my brother died and, what he did is incredible. Like it's, it's a full movie. It's an hour and a half long and it just, it all plays so, you know, fluid and it's incredible what he did. And, you know, there's, it's just amazing. Every time I get to like hear my brother's voice and different things like that, it's just, it's an amazing gift to me. And, and it's just, you know, it's an incredible love story in my eyes. What was the reaction in the community of, around the film? Um, people, you know, overflowing, like just support and love for it uh people you know the this it's played in schools for teams for different uh, things all over like they do a bunch of viewings different places and it's just um it's had a lot of impact on people and you know it's a real story so it's just it's real life and it's raw and it's you know it it it's on it's just that's, you can't say any more than that. It's just real. So people, you know, fell in love with it. And, you know, one of the people that ended up seeing it was someone from the United States Olympic Committee. And they reached out to me one day saying, I get a phone call. And they're like, uh, this is so-and-so from the United States Olympic Committee. Would We've seen your documentary. Um, if you have any, like, of that talent left, would you consider training judo for the Paralympics? Like, trying to, you know, compete learning a new sport going around the world and and doing this you know trying to make it to the olympics and and i was just like you know this is kind of a no-brainer like i i get to go from trying to be the best in the state to being the trying to be the best in the world and like this is an unbelievable opportunity and when you get these types of opportunities in life like they don't 
often come twice so you have to take them when they come and that's something i've learned and it's just you know right on i jumped on it right away and uh, that's what i've basically been been uh involved in for the last like five years now wow wow and so what was that like are there similarities between wrestling and judo were you able to sort of transfer some of the skills um, from wrestling into it or is it just completely different no there's a lot of similarities which is great um it's been i basically say it's like wrestling with a jacket on um like you wear this like <laughs> uniform you know like a karate outfit it's called a gi and then you have your belt and uh it's just the new things i'd learned were like chokes and arm bars and things like that and like basically the way the rules work but other than that you know it's it's pretty similar and I, I really enjoy it. It's good. And I also do jujitsu for, uh, for fun. And it's, it's a good discipline. I enjoy it. And so you're, so you're going to be training for which Olympics? Uh, the 2024 Paris Olympics, I'm training to compete in and also trying to help move, uh, skateboarding to get into the 2028 Paralympics in LA. So my dream is to, uh, double sport in 2028 in judo and skateboarding. Wow. Wow. And let's talk about your skateboarding too, because that's really interesting. I was watching some of it on YouTube and, um, it's, I mean, (laughs) I'll be honest, some of it's terrifying. I mean, I can't even imagine. And so to, to paint this picture for people, like you, you, you actually are able to use your cane sort of extended out, out in front of you and you're able to navigate that way. But you do things like, so what's it called? Cause I'm not a big skateboard guy, but like, what's it called when you jump up onto the, onto the rails at grinding? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, I, so yeah. So you use your cane to find the, the bar and then you jump up and grind on it. Like, to me, that's amazing. Is that just something you just kind of, as a kid, you were just like, I got to figure out how to make this work. And you just figure that out yourself. Well, see, I, um, I grew up like on a skateboard basically where in the sense of my brothers were always skateboarding. So just to want to be around them naturally, I jumped on a skateboard and like would just roll around and stuff and just try things, but never be good at it. And then, you know, finally, like, um, a couple years ago, I started getting into skateboarding a little more, and then I never had the luxury of being able to see other people skateboard, so seeing how they do it. So a lot of it was kind of figuring it out on my own, especially in the beginning. And then um, I was lucky enough, you know, about like eight months ago, I went to Michigan and met up with a bunch of blind skateboarders, uh, like really good blind skateboarders, and they end up showing me some different techniques and stuff and you know i never was able to grind like a rail until that weekend and it was like a really incredible feeling to be able to do that and you know see that there's these other blind people doing it and and you know doing doing it well like this guy dan mancina he's um actually like started a podcast and and like whole project with him he's really incredible blind skateboarder he rides for like a company called real and and adidas shoes and he uh he showed me like uh you know some of this cane techniques to be able to grind these ledges and stuff and it it opened up a whole new world for me so you know and this guy nick mullen showing me different stuff on the half pipe and this guy justin bishop and it's just it's incredible you know seeing these guys do this and you know even this past weekend i went to tampa florida and 
I went to my first ever skate contest where they had adapt. I've never done a skate contest before, and they also had an adaptive uh, division. So you know, people that deaf, blind, uh, wheelchairs like uh, could be missing an arm, anything like that, and I. Uh, I ended up getting like second place in the advanced uh, bull division and then first place in the beginner street division. And it was just like, it was, it was such a fun time. And like, you know, it, it's another thing where I was terrible in the beginning and then just putting in all these hours, like even now I'm seeing, you know, things pay off and it's really cool. Anthony, do you think that your blindness actually serves as maybe a bit of an advantage for you personally at times because sometimes like if you're not able to see what's ahead the fear the same fear doesn't exist um as it might with someone who's fully sighted no i think it's intensified when skateboarding to be honest (laughs) i'm terrified like i'm literally you just have to swallow that fear and it's about like i said i love like being out of my comfort zone and i'm constantly out of my comfort zone on a skateboard and it's really exciting every time something happens the right way and uh i think that fear kind of serves as like adrenaline as well but also being able to like control that fear really helps especially in different situations in life well and this might be a stupid question but like have you have you ever had like a fairly bad wipeout have you really kind of injured yourself uh pretty seriously doing it uh knock on wood i never broken anything like but i've, I've broken like a toe because i was young and like skating barefoot to the beach and like <laughs> caught my pinky toe on like a on something and it like it's never been the same way ever since when i was like a little kid i think it did that both my toes and uh that's like you know i've i've taken hard falls like definitely hard falls very hard falls from like off like six foot ramps from like the top to the bottom and it's it's not fun but like you wear the pet now i'm i'm smarter now and like you know as i get older i wear I used to, now that I look back at it, like I, I was a kid, and like there are times I wouldn't be wearing a helmet, and like it's just stupid, like it's stupidity, and it, you know, now I'm one hundred percent all the time wearing a helmet anytime I get on a skateboard, and then, you know, knee pads I've learned are amazing, and it just, you know, having the right tools really helps, but there's definitely risk involved, and there's no reward in life, on you know, unless there's some risk involved. Right. Right. Um, so I want to talk to you a little bit about, about the, the social media channels, um, because I see there, there, I mean, there's, there's so much, there's so much there and I, and I feel like it's such important content because it really gives people, uh, who see it sort of a sense of not only of, of what the, the abilities of, of blind people can be, but just, I think that it, it sort of also shows just sort of the more quiet, just lived experience of of what it's like to be blind or partially sighted. Uh, that's, I think, for, for the mainstream, uh, it can be really important uh, to, to sort of educate. Um, and I feel like that those channels sort of must have kind of naturally spun off your experience in being filmed for the documentary. Is that kind of is that kind of the sense, or were you always into social media? Like, was it a, was it sort of a planned move to to have all your social media channels? 
it was basically a planned move in the sense of, uh, you know, when I had the film made about me, I had no channel for people would ask all the time, like, where can I find you? Where can I support? And all I had was like a personal Facebook page and I wasn't into social media. I wasn't into any of it. And I met my, my wife who was my, you know, girlfriend at the time. And she, she helped me. I was basically like, I need help, you know, like, I need a place where people can find me and, and a way where I can tell my story. And this was, you know, a couple couple years ago, probably 2019 and or the end of 2018, and she made me, like, a website, like, landing page, you know, and uh, we made me an Instagram and a couple other things and just started, you know, started there and started telling my story and slowly growing over time, like, you know, I a couple hundred followers for like the longest time and i still get excited anytime anyone hits the follow button and uh, you know it's to have that support and people like interested in you know what you have to say and the things you're doing and i try not to be a i try not to speak for all blind people personally because everyone in life is different And I try and say, you know, I'm blind. This is how I do this. And, you know, other people may have a different way, but this is how I navigate this in life. And, you know, take what you want from it, learn what you want from it. And I just try and make people, you know, smile, learn something and just feel good. And just and hopefully they spread that to other people. And it's just like a chain reaction. And, you know, didn't really get into this video creation until about like, year and a half ago or a year ago now or where we it all started on our first tour so my my wife works in tech and she can work from wherever she works remote and stuff and when the pandemic hit you know nothing we were living in new york at the time and we moved back we moved to down to spring lake where i grew up we got an apartment and stuff and we decided, you know, there's so much negativity going on at the time, and we decided, you know, I was making a lot of people smile on the internet, like just live streaming on Facebook um, uh, by playing guitar and singing and stuff and just trying to get people out of the funk. And we were like, we're addicted to traveling, and we couldn't really fly anywhere, so we decided to go on a cross-country road trip where we live streamed me in all these beautiful remote locations and played music to the world and just tried to like inspire people and make people feel good and and all this stuff and you know we started we did that we went 10,000 miles in seven weeks she drove the entire way and it was just like this incredible trip from New Jersey to California and back and met so many people you know it went to all these amazing places and it was the first time we really did like video you know and we're doing that was doing that a lot and it was it was hard it was really hard at first like getting into a groove and then finally we just started clicking and like everything slowly but surely started making sense and we started f- finding a way of like storytelling and and doing it fun and we just became this incredible team you know and my wife and I do everything together and she's the producer the filmer the you know she does so much and it, we just you can't do anything in life without like a team you know it's like you guys you have three or i'm sorry i can't remember how many three or four on right now but uh it's like like that it's like you know you can't get anywhere in life alone 
and if you do try and do life alone what are you going to share who are you going to share anything with so like having that team and that partner you know to share these successes with and you know and the tra- like the tragedies the failures with and just keep pushing it's like that's the beautiful thing of life and and just keep pushing you know how are you finding that social media community because social media can be hard it can be hard to navigate and it they can have some sort of darker toxic parts of it do you are do you have any experience in that or is your community pretty much just all cool and and everything's good no there's people every day that send hate comments and say you're faking blindness or just want to you know there's there's hurt people out there that just want to hurt people and all you can do is try and respond with positivity or not respond at all but i always try and give a little love and you know maybe one person out of a hundred will be like wow he responded with kindness and maybe i should stop being so mean to people so let me get this straight. So you like you're are you self-taught on the guitar? Um, no, I take lessons and I, you know, I like to learn from anyone I can in any way of life. And, you know, I, I, I learn everything by the ear. Like it's all by ear, but um, definitely have people that Man. show me things along the way. And, you know, a lot of it was I had lessons in the beginning and then stopped and there's so much of my time that was self-taught but just learning from others along the way and now you know I'm diving back into like voice lessons and and guitar and it's a whole new world so I'm just trying to get out of my comfort zone there because you know I've been there's you know people love my singing and there's nothing wrong with it on the outside like from the outside but like there's so much more I want to be able to do and and have fun with that I need to practice and learn more and, you know, humble myself in that sense. So definitely always learning and taking lessons and growing in every way in life. Well, and that is, so that, that leads right into my next question is when the hell do you find the time to do all of this? Like you must be incredibly busy. Yeah. Um, my schedule gets busier and busier every day. I think it feels like there's not enough, uh, there's not enough time in the day and <laughs> I don't know I it's getting crazy but I'm just you know always always stay true to myself and and the things I commit to doing I I really try and stay true to that and I always try and follow through well and I'm sure training like training for judo it probably takes takes precedent at the moment right yeah it definitely does um but in the se- in that sense you can't do it every day or your body will just give out and you'll peak too early. So you have to be smart. It, it's another thing I've learned in my, in my years, I guess. Uh, it's just, there's training smart. There is a such thing as overtraining and there's a way to train smart. So there's a balance in life. You know, judo's not my, it's not my entire life because I've learned uh, a couple years ago, I was off, you know, t- to go fight in this tournament in the Pan Pan American Championships in uh, Canada, and I, the eight hours before I'd go to the airport, I ended up getting a really really bad concussion where these cellar doors, uh, like metal doors, fell on my head. Oh, it was really bad, and I had a concussion, really bad concussion, and I couldn't do anything for like, you know, a couple months basically, and. 
that showed me right then and, and at that point my whole life was judo it was just set on judo it's all i did it's all i knew at that point you know i blocked everything out kind of in my life and that was like a wake-up call of saying like anthony like judo could be gone tomorrow like you could break a limb and and this could be done so what else do you have to fall back on and what else are you doing in your life that you're focusing on so it really made me slow down and focus on other parts of my life and kind of build in those areas and then you know realize this is this isn't per like the, nothing is a sure thing so you can't put all your eggs in that one basket so i'm just curious then so before they they reached out to you um for for judo paralympic judo um had you had you considered par the paralympics at, in any capacity at all never I didn't even really know what the Paralympics were, but I, I didn't even, I was never really, I never paid attention to the Olympics. I didn't pay attention, like, I never, I never read, like, the news or, or like, paid attention to the internet, anything, when it, because it was all, like, getting popular when I was growing up, kind of. And I, I didn't like it, you know? It was like, I hated these touchscreen phones. I hated all of it. And I'm like, I miss my buttons. I miss, like, you know, this is all, like, it's too much. And I kind of rebelled against it for a while and just, you know, wrestled. Basically put all my, all my time into wrestling. That's all I did. And you have to tackle those those fears and and those anxieties because it's just the fear of like the unknown and once you start learning it it's like just like anything else in life well i think you sort of touched on this answer um a little earlier but uh so on your website you have the quote the only disability is a bad attitude so i wanted to give you a chance to sort of um, explain how you adopted that mantra i know people uh you know i was fortunate enough to get accepted to this eric weinmayer the first blind person ever to climb mount everest uh yeah mount everest and like the, every highest summit in each continent and he's this incredible human being he reached out to me after my senior year of high school when i was in this espn article and he said you know your story's incredible would you c consider coming to uh, hike in peru and go to like you you hike 16,000 feet in Peru it takes four days and you're basically in the middle of nowhere you have no technology anything and you're sleeping in the tent everything and and then you do community service in the city and stuff and then all this other stuff for like you know the time after that and I got accepted and it was just this like amazing experience and through that organization I met all these people of like I knew I met people in wheelchairs that were rock climbing i met people you know with no arms no legs that were crawling up mountains like just in den in like colorado doing all these things and like things you wouldn't think are possible and like just completely pushing the limits of life and like pushing through these barriers and all this stuff and it made me realize like there's people at home that are sitting at home with nothing physically wrong with them and they are literally crippled in the sense of oh i need to get a job but i can't like like making all these excuses or like you know i want to do this blah 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 and they just don't and they sit there and just complain and then i know these the, like i just said all these people going out and doing these things and it's like at the end of the day who has the disability it's like 
the the disability is like a mindset you know it's like some days i'm way more disabled than others because some days i can't get out of bed and let my grief and you know depression or whatever just consume me but like that's people say like how are you so positive all the time and i'm not like there's days that are really hard but you have to you know push through those dark times and you have to remember those good times because when you're in those dark times just remember like there are good times to come and when you're in those good times remember your dark times to make sure you stay present in those good times and really enjoy it and it's like it's just the ebbs and flows of life and you know it it really comes down to in life the only disability is going to be your bad attitude yeah i love that i do and i feel like that's that's really the importance of of social media channels is you know to, to show people that yeah you know what every day isn't a good day some days there are bad days and those are just as important as the good days because those are the days where you grow as a person you you have to push through them and that's where you gain strength and you that's where you learn your the the lessons that you need to go forward yeah and you know my social media it's like i look at it more of as like you know when people say i'm such a big fan it's like i i tell them i don't have fans i only have friends like I, I I look at everyone as like it's a family basically. I you know, I'm a community and I wanna help others. I want people in my community to help other people in my community and I want to be able to help my community as much as possible and just to grow and, and create that positive safe space for everyone and just continue that and to like basically make it contagious because negativity is contagious but so is positivity. But you know, it's really, it's hard to keep the positivity going, but that's, that's what it's about, like paying it forward and just, you know, creating this, this like boom of, you know, positivity that just goes around and people picking each other up instead of putting people down and, you know, just realizing your words have such, such an effect on everyone. I want some of your positivity, some of your energy, some of your ambition. I need it. Although I'm twice your age almost, but I still want some of that. I, I, I think, uh, I think, Ryan, be honest, you also want his friends, right? Well, friends would be great too, yes. Yeah, because we, 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 we don't have fans either. We have, well, almost have friends, right? We think we have listeners, but we're not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep going. You just never stop. Well, hey, mm-hmm. listen, that's, we've got, we're, I don't know, we've got 260 some, I, we've, we're up to so many episodes, I kind of lost count, so <laughs> we're nothing if not consistently dedicated. Determined. Yeah. A of content is way better than any viral moment, because once you have a viral moment, you have a library of content for people to go through. True. True. Yeah, that's exactly. Um, well, listen, um, before we let you go, because clearly you have a lot of stuff that you have to do still today, <laughs> I'm sure, uh, where, uh, where can people find you, your channels, uh, your website, plug away, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, everything's on asfvision.com across the board. That's all my handles is asfvision and you can find every single thing on my website. So asfvision.com and the film is uh, a shot in the dark it's on amazon prime apple tv google play and uh, vimeo so i really appreciate anyone that supports in that way thank you so much for having me and i really appreciate it all right anthony thanks so much again and uh listen we will have you on closer to the paralympics and uh yeah because love to hear an update 
Yeah, go Team USA. Yeah. Guys, thank you. All right, Anthony, take care. All right, Anthony, have a great evening. Thanks so much. Take care, bud. Well, I'm telling you, I told you guys I feel like a terrible human being now. I just well, feel you're like... Not, you're not wrong. Hey, 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 where's that positivity? <laughs> I wouldn't say terrible. Maybe lazy, lethargic. I don't know about lazy. I mean, I, it just, yeah, it just... Oh, sorry, I looked in the mirror for a second. Sorry, going, that was me. Just doing stuff. There's a lot of work. And like, absolutely a lot stuff. of energy no i'm oh, like i'm serious steve you uh, did you, do you get a chance to watch any of his skateboarding stuff steve no no i didn't man you got to check it out because it's crazy like it's it's so cool um to just watch him just use the use the cane in ways that you never would have thought you would see a mobility cane being used it's really super cool awesome yeah i'll check it out but uh, and we didn't even talk about it. like he also surfs uh, mm-hmm. yep. uh, we even get a chance to talk about that. Um, yeah, I just, where do you find the time to do it? Where do yeah, you find I, the sense of balance? I'm loving these <laughs> guests that just accentuate my lack of athleticism. Yeah. So thanks for that, guys. Really appreciate yeah, no it. No problem. <laughs> exactly, right? Well, let's let's just look at uh, it this way, though. We're not 26 anymore. <laughs> yeah, but when I was 20- some of us are further from 26 than others, right? Yes. We won't. We, we're not going to take a take a poll or anything. <laughs> no, so. we don't. Yeah, but no. But like, even when I was twenty six, I wasn't even nearly dialed into that. Yeah, I was still bitter and angry for the most part. Three years into my blindness, so. Oh, you, Brian? No. Yeah, absolutely. Say it ain't so. It was. And so. then Steve hired me. <laughs> and now you're more bitter. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, oh, it's just so cool. I just, I love, Absolutely. I love having conversations like that. And it just, it really does just make you show the power of that, of those formative years, you know, and just being able to be like, you're not being treated differently than any of the other kids. You're being encouraged to go try stuff, fall down. You're, you, it just, yeah, this is what happens when you when you do that. You just you you build somebody with such a um, a strong sense of, I guess, confidence in themselves uh, that really makes all the difference. Uh, and that's these are the people that are able to break through some of the barriers that society puts in front of, uh, of people with disabilities. Oh man! Well said. I, wow! I stunned you guys. I stunned wow. you guys yeah. with my my. Um, philosophizing it was so profound it was damn we're gonna put that on a (laughs) t-shirt wouldn't fit that was a good find ryan i don't know where you found anthony but uh good work i think it was someone on twitter or he had posted or i saw a mention or a retweet or something but yeah i'm gonna have to reach out i want to reach out to that skateboarding association that does these adaptive contests and stuff like that because i can't imagine like even when i had sight trying to judge the height yeah. of a rail, trying to get your skateboard up in the air onto that rail. You got no sight. Somebody can tell you it's three feet high, but what's three feet high? Yeah. That's... Right? Like you've got your cane, you find this rail, you got to get your skateboard up on there, slide the length of this rail. Yeah. Like that's amazing. Yeah, I feel like there's that's a incredible. dirty joke in there somewhere. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, but... We'll have to get plugged into the skateboard community because I'm sure there is. Yeah, no, but that, you, but you're absolutely right. Like that is such, that is definitely a sport where 
I have to say, I like never even thought. yeah, even us who are fairly dialed into like things like the Paralympics and adapted sports and all that things. I mean, even we go look at that and go, wow, I can't believe that that uh, yeah. that's that can be adapted. And it just goes to show you that that, yeah, whether where there's a will, there's a way to adapt something. Man, another profound thought <laughs> would really. Oh, OK. Wow. I'm just from full of it today. Well, we got the front end of the back of the T-shirt now. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Woot. Um, our... <laughs> Woot. It's <laughs> my third profound thought of the day. Woot to go on the left sleeve. <sighs> oh, God. All right. Hey. Uh... <laughs> oh, man. All right. Anything else? Anything else to add before Ryan loses it and gets the, gig the giggle monkey comes oh, out? Oh, my. All good. Okay. All right. Anything else? Anything else to add about, about Anthony? Yeah, I'd, I'd highly recommend everyone checking out his channels. And definitely, like, I didn't get a chance to watch uh, the documentary uh, before we recorded this, but it's definitely, I'm, I'm definitely going to grab it um, on Google Play and, uh, and watch it because it sounds really cool. If anybody listening, it is not available on Amazon Prime Video in Canada, so you will have to get it from possibly Vimeo, but Google Play for sure. Yeah, Vimeo or, or Google Play has it, I think. I, I don't know, maybe uh, Apple or what is it? Uh, Apple might. I don't know. Apple. Is it still iTunes? I don't even know. Everybody's rebranded so many times with their stupid services that I can't keep track anymore. Is iTunes still iTunes or is it called Apple? Play I think it's just called Apple TV now. Oh, brother. Whatever. Go find it. A Shot in the Dark is the name of the documentary. Go Google it. You'll find it. Uh, hey, Ryan. Yes, Rob. Hey, I heard that we, people can uh, call us if uh, they want to talk to us. They can. They can give us a call toll free at 1-844-996-4282. Leave us your name, your message, comment, or suggestion and if you give us your permission, we may play it on an upcoming episode. And more importantly, I would just like to put it out to the audience that that's not even the reason the call. The reason the call is to save our phone line. Because <laughs> if nobody calls it, Ryan's going to cancel it. So this, think of it, it's not even leaving us a message. You're just saving, saving the line. So I'm going to put it out there to everybody. Forget it. We don't have Patreon. We don't do a lot of things where we ask the audience to do stuff. But me, myself, personally, Rob Minot, I'm asking our audience, please, please call that number and just whatever. Just say, Ryan, don't cancel this phone line. Say, Ryan, you're a dick. Whatever you want to, whatever you want to talk to Ryan about, just do it and so that we can extend our phone line into 2022 because we don't want to, we don't want to live our lives in 2022 without a phone line. Or at least call us, leave us a message, and tell us how badly you want us to do a live show. <laughs> <laughs> or that too, yeah. And we'll take anything at this point. So <laughs> you can you can say yeah. You can you can make comments about any of us, and we may play them on an upcoming episode. We may, we may not. We just just call the damn number so that <laughs> Ryan doesn't cancel it. That's that's it. That's the end of my plea. Okay, there you back go. to regularly scheduled Ring those phones. Ring those phones. Uh, hey, Ryan. I know I just asked you something, but I'm asking you <laughs> What would you like, sir? Where else can people find us? They can find us online at atbanter.com. 
And there's also the social medias. There's the Facebook and the Twitter and the Instagram for nope. a limited time only. No, Instagram's gone. Yeah, we're, we've, uh, we've, yeah, we're, is we're it not gone yet. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. You want me to delete it? Do you want to delete yeah. it off the face of the planet? I mean, it still exists. I thought we we're just going to. So there's still Instagram. Uh, okay. I mean, it's there. It's not. It's nothing's happening on it. So I don't feel like we need to delete it. It's not like we have All to go right. back and we're not. It's not like we have to go back and delete it. It's just don't. Nobody go there. Nobody was going there before. They're not ringing the phone, so they're certainly not going to Instagram. So just. Call us toll free and tell us you'd like us to save Instagram. No, don't. (laughs) Has it ever occurred to you guys that maybe we're just not that interesting? No, I think we are. I think that people would be fascinated by our Instagram feed that we invested some time and energy in. But it's just, I don't know. That'll come next year. I I can listen. I'll take a picture of my dinner tonight and I'll post it to Instagram. And then we'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay, that's there you go. Boyer, well, you know, just everybody. just call the toll-free no. number and tell us what you want to see on Instagram. There hey, you go. Listen, brilliant. Once again, Liz proving her worth right there. That's a brilliant idea. Yes, <laughs> call us on the line and tell us what you want to post a picture of, and we will post it. Whatever, what, yeah, whatever doesn't break the Instagram terms of service, obviously. So, no body parts. <laughs> <laughs> so wait we're not madonna uh oh god where were we we I haven't even done the email yet so first of all steve <laughs> jumped the queue so this is going real I well i can't wait for the okay, live show so yeah rock. no kidding okay so people can also drop us an email if they so desire at cowbell okay great now the cowbell's not working <laughs> do it again i did that on purpose okay good yeah. <laughs> at cowbell <laughs> at atbanter.com man we are punchy tonight okay uh that's then that's it steve already did the socials uh we gotta give okay we're gonna oh, never mind forget it okay i guess why don't we let Liz plug where people can find her stuff too oh, that's a great idea okay let's do that or you can find me on uh facebook and twitter you can find me at Liz malone and you can visit my website breakingdishes.org Cool. Short and sweet. Did you have trouble getting that domain, incidentally? Um, I've been having a domain issue with one of the other extensions, oh, yeah? which is kind of a is probably a funny story for a future podcast episode. But okay, I'm writing that down. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Okay. But I'm happy to share it. But breakingdishes.org. Okay, cool, cool. Because yeah. I guess dot com. I wonder what's at breakingdishes.com. I wonder what it is. Just some uh, video of some That's guy what... just breaking dishes. Well, that's where the story, the, the, the funny story is, I guess. Oh, okay. Well, we now won't. everyone's going to go, don't, 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 I don't want to send people to that domain. Okay, and don't then go to, just, <laughs> if you're tempted to go to breakingdishes.com, instead, just phone the phone line and tell us what you'd like to see on Instagram. That's, that's my advice <laughs> to everybody. Okay. We're running late. We're being silly. Uh, let's get out of here. Thanks everybody for listening in. Uh, big thanks, of course, to Anthony for joining us and we will see everybody next week. This podcast has been brought to you by Canadian Assistive Technology, providing low vision and blindness solutions across Canada. Find us online at www.canastech.com. That's C-A-N-A-S-S-T-E-C-H dot com. Or call us toll free at 1-844-795-8324. 
For all your assistive technology servicing needs, call Chaos Technical Services at 778-847-6840 or find them online at chaostechnicalservices.com. 